Well, are you ready to kick off season two? Season two? <laughs> season, or even year two? You, you do know that, like, almost to the day, one year ago, we recorded Jurassic Park. Mm. It's been a minute. Dr- Jurassic World. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a year. Well, we'll go from one horror movie to another. Welcome back to That One Movie Podcast. I'm Eric Voorhees, here with Patrick Conier, and this is... You said it wrong. You said my name wrong. Conier. Conier. All right. All right, you ready? Yeah. Welcome back to That One Movie Podcast. My name is Eric Voorhees, here with Patrick Conier, and we are here to talk and discuss about the latest movie that you're probably thinking about going to see. Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, the movie that nobody asked for, but everybody wanted. <laughs> what have you watched in the last year that's been just amazing, and what have you been doing? Oh, man. The whole past year? Golly. Yeah, the whole year. I feel like we've watched a lot. Currently, it's not a movie, so I don't know if this counts, but I've been just smoking through Community. And... That's a pretty fantastic show. I feel guilty for not watching when it was on. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, that was a pretty good movie. Um, the Instant Family about fostering. Yeah. Uh, that was a super solid movie as far as uh, just uh, story development. They, they did a good job of hitting you in the feels from uh, every main character in there. I've heard so, great things about it. I, I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard really good things about it. It is it is sneaky good. It's sneaky good. Yeah. Um yeah. So what have you been so, doing over the last year? Over the last year, my gosh, uh just uh been up here in the greater Atlanta area working on different things. Um uh since I moved to Atlanta, I've worked on a couple uh larger sets, um, and then I'm getting on more uh commercial production type stuff shooting some stuff with uh nfl network and just uh raising my family and a large very large dog dang blowing um, up we talked yeah. we talked last man episode two incredibles two and we talked we had like 50 50 followers and i think that's accredited to your to your success in atlanta as a filmmaker <laughs> i think i think that's probably I, not i think that's helping you blow up right now with all 50 people yeah all 50 I well technically probably mostly your friends right now it's at 61 if with or 60 like 61 yeah i think we're I think, we're gonna drop this episode and 60 people are gonna be like oh i'm subscribed to this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't put anything since oh last year okay yeah, it's been a full year that's because we like to pace ourselves. This get, is season two. We, yeah, we're we're just trying to like work on our our story and 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 uh, and our beats and stuff, you know. Yeah, so we're just taking Be, our time. Feeling feel that. Yeah. So so I've been I've been traveling a lot. I've uh, been yeah out of the country twice. Went to Africa for eleven days to document some stuff. You know, shoot some stuff. Not animals, but you know, film some stuff, and uh, and then spent ten days with my wife and forty other people in Israel, um, which was an incredible vacation. Shot some more stuff there, and uh, you know, I've just been making my way as a creative director, but also a little bit of a DP, fake DP. You know, one of those ones that likes to call himself one, but shoots on a T two I. Um. But you know, getting there. But um, yeah, I've I've watched a lot of movies over the last year. A lot of good movies. Yeah, there, there's definitely been been some good movies. I'm trying to think about, you know, one, some of the ones one I watched recently. It's kind of it was kind of old when I watched it on my flight to Israel. But I watched um, First Man. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and um. Damien, Ch- what's the director's name? Ch- I don't know. All I know is it was fantastic. It, well, the director, he did, he, he's a director-writer, but he did that. Um, Damien Chazelle. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, what was the Ryan Gosling musical right before this? Oh, um, um, for that movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, La La Land. La La Land. Yeah. Which was Guys, which was the, fantastic the guys, shot. I mean, and, I don't really care for the musical. For stuff. that, he did the the drummer one. Whiplash. Um, Whiplash. Yep. Yeah. He, you know, for I think he's like twenty three or twenty four. He's, you know, he's got a couple Oscars in his pocket. I think Ooh, he's not doing bad. Damien stuff. Yeah. He's no. He's older than me. You think? I'm thirty. He's older than me. Look it up. Look it up. Okay. Yeah. January nineteenth, nineteen eighty five. Oh yeah! Wow, he's, he's way older. He's, I'm an idiot. He's thirty four. He's thirty four, but still, but he's. Doing good. I mean, he's thirty four. I'm thirty, and he's 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 already doing features. But we also aren't yeah. trying to do features, so it's okay. Okay. And speak for yourself. <laughs> I'd love to do a feature. Oh shoot! I mean, I would love to be on a feature. You know. Yeah. But. In time, good learning opportunity. In time, yep. But anyways, yeah. Um, I watched I watched uh, First Man on the on the flight to Israel, and then uh, watched a bunch of movies on the way to Africa. Good movies too. Um, the three billboards outside of whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. What was that? Uh, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yep. Uh, oh, Spider! Hey, Spider Verse! I want to shout out the Spider Verse. Spider Verse was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Spider Verse, you need to check that. I haven't. That out. I haven't seen it. I've actually um, at work. Uh, my good friend Rye is a big uh, Spooder Man fan, and he hates when I make fun of Spider Man. So, um, but he has he he swears by it. He says it's one of the best ones. It is so well written, and then on top of that, uh, the direction and the animation that goes along with it. Yeah, it is an unbelievably fun ride. Hmm. It's got a lot of RB, RGB shifting. Yeah, um, for things that are out of focus. Gotcha. Yeah, it does a lot of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of movies. Oh, Infinity Wars. You know, I don't think anybody saw that one, so we don't need to talk about that. I didn't see it. Got spoiled for me. Yeah. <laughs> they all die in the end. That's, um, Wakanda forever. Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. hi. All right, let's stick with Toy Story. Okay, so do you think do you think people should go see the film? Yeah, they should go see the film. It's Pixar. I mean, they they're batting like eighty five percent. Their movies are always solid, and it, they hit the demographics that uh, span you know from old people to young little kids. I got my six four and two year old there. They had a blast. They related to characters on uh, different levels than I related to characters. And yeah, it's it's a fun ride. I think definitely go check it out. I would agree. I didn't get to go see it with my niece. I got to go see it with my brother, who's probably not going to listen to this episode. Um, probably not. <laughs> uh, I got to go see it with him. He'll download it. <laughs> yeah, you will. I'll get to go. I got to go see it with uh, my wife and my brother and his wife, and I. I think it was worth it, even though the theater sucked. Our theater sucked. Um, I thought it was great. I thought I think it was I think yeah. it was a great film, totally worth going and seeing. I will say when we get to the spoiler section, there was kind of an uh there was a point where I was like, ooh, I, this could probably scare mm-hmm. you know my niece. So I don't okay. I don't think it's a spoiler. I, it is a well, it's in the trailer, but I mean Yeah, the well uh so the the premise of the movie, because I just I'm not convinced it's a, a spoiler. Because if you look it up on IMDb, I'm sure it's in the description section about what the movie is about, and then you even see it. Everybody knows it. It's a spoiler if you haven't watched the first three movies. I think it's a spoiler. I th- no, I, I don't know if it's, it's it's not a spoiler. But anyways, this movie is about Woody finding the toy that got away. Mm. And 
he finds he finds Bo Peep. All right. Um, yeah, they even they even mention it here in the storyline that they find Bo Peep, and everybody knows that he lost Bo Peep in Toy Story three. So you're fine. Well, they show it in the but they show anyways, it in the beginning of Toy Story four. It's at the beginning. Yeah, it's at the beginning. But they they play this movie kind of as a horror movie, and it's pretty funny. It it, it is well, and that, well, yes. But I think did you think Forky was going to be a bad character? Um, bad is like a bad guy or just bad creatively. Bad creatively slash, just a the bad the bad guy. I didn't think he was going to be a bad guy. I just thought he was going to be kind of an idiot. Um, <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and uh, take this this time to say, you know, the things we talk about from here on out could potentially spoil the movie for you. They most likely will spoil so, the movie for you. It will still be enjoyable. Yep. And I think, you know, like I said earlier, is Toy Story 4 better than Toy Story 3? My answer, which we'll discuss why um, here in a little bit, is it is not better than Toy Story 4, but it's still stinking good, and they didn't waste your time making it. Because every when everybody heard that Toy Story 4 was coming out, they were all thinking, but it ended so perfectly mm-hmm. and never, never have I ever heard as unanimous about any TV show or movie series ending. Could everyone agree that toy story three ended that series so perfectly well. And then they come out and do this and you're like, crap, they're going to ruin it for us, but they didn't. It was still a good movie just wasn't as high of a caliber of Toy Story 3, but you should still go check it out in the theaters. I think it was just as high. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. I don't think it was, but we can get to that. Um, so, Well, let's talk about the stats. The, it's, let's real quick, let's run through the yeah. IMD score. IMD, IMDb score is 8.5 out of 10. Metascore is an 84. And then Rotten Tomatoes... I can't. I've heard nothing but good things from people, but let me. I just. Oh, yeah. I just want to see what it's at. It's at ninety eight percent. Yeah, and right, rightfully so. I mean, I'm just. Nit, I'm comparing it to Toy Story three, which is a fantastic movie. So, I mean, hmm. yeah, ninety eight percent sounds right. Uh, but so Forky, you know, I thought. Just from that very first teaser trailer where everybody's kind of floating around. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Forky, I didn't realize like, is this really a character? Is this something they're just messing around with us? Um but no, he he ended up being pretty good. Um and I think he did he was a good uh storytelling tool to get get us through the movie, or at least get us going through the movie. So if you don't mind, I want to take time just to kind of give the synopsis of the movie. Go for it. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So Woody, Woody is now on his second child and he's trying to work his way, navigating this child through kindergarten, starting off kindergarten, Bonnie. Um, she's, she's nervous. So he wants to join her. Um, and then along the way, uh, not her first day of kindergarten, but like, a meet the teacher type day. So a partial type day he goes with her. She makes from trash this little uh, spork into a character that she names Forky and Forky comes alive. And so Woody is now trying to navigate helping Forky, which is now her favorite toy um, into understanding what his role in life is as it, re- as it relates to Bonnie and kind of his purpose and Forky's a handful. Forky challenges Woody um, and his patience and and, um, and perseverance. And you just kind of see a man who is a cowboy, a sheriff, who is just kind of at the end of his run, right? Kind of like the storyline. But um, while while this is going on, he runs into Bo Peep. And he kind of has his face to force. He's forced to face that decision of, "Am I ready to retire as a toy?" 
Um, you know, there's some twists and some turns, and uh, but he navigates that um, with the help of his uh, long-lost friend and love interest, the one and only Bo Peep. And he, uh, he, he decides to kind of uh, take time for himself. And you got to hand it to him. He's worked hard. He's, he's worked hard leading the team. And now it's time for him to relax. So that's the story in the nutshell. Patrick, what were some things you liked about the movie? I loved all the Easter eggs. I loved the Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, did you see Boo? Boo. Boo from Monsters, Boo. Inc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like all the little Pixar stuff there in the backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Boo has the um, when um, when she's making Forky and uh, in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. I did not catch that one. Yeah. She's she's sitting That's at cool. a table and I I saw her and I was like, wait a minute. Is that Boo? She looks familiar. And then as she and then it cuts to another another scene and there she is. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Boo. I even looked over at Shailen and I was like, it's Boo. It's Boo. <laughs> Felt like a little little kid That's again. Funny. Um, but I think I loved, I le- one, I loved the the cinematog- cinematography and the lighting of this. I feel like, I felt like Pixar really stepped it up with this, with this, um, with this film. Yeah, I would say uh, the textures have gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, each movie they do, they're always trying to push themselves um, where technology and creativity kind of meet. So, for instance, um, the first Incredibles, when they were having kind of like the first um, people, like wet hair was something that they really worked at. Um, and then when they did Finding Nemo, it's like, okay, we got to get oceans and water and light reflecting in water. Um, so they're always pushing themselves. This movie, I mean, you know, I I guess I never really pictured um, Bo as a porcelain doll, but that's that's what she was in this movie, you know? Um, whereas before, to me, she was just kind of plastic. Sure. Right? Without the sound effects, just visually she looked plastic. This one, the way that, you know, the light reflected off of her, it, she, I mean, just the the sharpness and um, the texture of of her character was uh, was really cool. Yeah, I agree. And did you did you, sometimes it feel like you weren't watching animation? It felt like okay when um, when Woody is standing, and I think the shots in the trailer. I can't remember fully, but um, it's like a Zolly into Woody. Mm-hmm. And I legit mm-hmm. felt like I was not watching an animation. The textures, the lighting, the camera move, like just all of the like the blocking of the scene felt so natural mm-hmm. that I was I was kind of caught off guard when I realized that I was watching a Toy Story movie. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a. They definitely. I felt like they were really pushing the limits of how realistic thing uh, they could do there. Look, they can do their animation to where you can't tell the difference. Yeah. They can't. But they also realize once they do that, it kind of takes you out of the animation mode. Yeah. So they're they're always kind of balancing that line and they were they were just right on that line the entire movie. And it was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, they balanced it really well. Um I, I I would also say that I think I really enjoyed um the, just the simple fact of how much I the how much I laughed. Mm-hmm. I laughed so much in this, and I, you, you know, I watched Aladdin when it came out, um, which you need to go see, and we need to talk about it because there's some. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna push a little button that we felt when we talked about Incredibles two last year, with the whole um, woman side of Pixar's and Disney's um, movies. Well, mm-hmm. of, as of lately, I just feel like it's kind of creeped in yeah. so much. I didn't feel that whatsoever in this in this film, and I'm so no. thankful. No, like it was such a good film just to be able to go and just kind of be like, "Oh my gosh, there's no political agenda in this." They they did Bo Peep was such a strong independent character, which was fantastic, and she didn't need to have any sexual appeal, and she didn't. 
she was able to encourage people and bring the best out of them. Right. Um, uh, just uh, through the way she spoke with them and, and dealt with them. And you see that at the beginning of the movie. And that character trait remains true. Um, later on in the movie, it just she's even more confident yeah. in it. Um, so Yeah. So I will say, I say that um, I really enjoyed the cinematography. I really enjoyed um, laughing. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, uh, what was his, what was his name? Ducky. The, the stuff, the two stuffed animals were stuck together. Yeah. Um, their little like plots and ideas to, to help get the key. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that stuff or when they got, um, spoiler, when they got really big at the end and were like shooting laser out their eyes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh man, that's in the, yeah, the credits. That was a good scene. Um, but I was just, I, I, it was just a fun film that I felt no pressure to think about something different, other than yeah. other than so the, one, the actual movie of what I was watching. Yeah, one thing that I really liked, kind of in line with that, that made me laugh throughout the movie, was this was written as a horror movie. All mm-hmm. right. Like it even starts off in this rainy outdoors um, dramatic scene. Which looked incredible. Where, which looked absolutely which looked, incredible. I mean, it was set up as a horror movie from the very get-go. Like Bo Peep gets taken away by a stranger from Woody right. in the rain. Like, it's so sad. It's, it's, <laughs> it's sad, but it's just reminiscent. Right. And, oh, dude, they had this one shot where you know his hands are just over the ledge of the box yep. and then they recall that same shot yep. later on mm-hmm. and you're like oh, oh no takes it right there um but then uh later on in the movie bo peep goes to help woody up but she knows she has a broken arm and he pulls it right off mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's that's a horror motif type thing oh, yeah. and but they played it as a joke uh they have the dummies oh, in the old antique shop. I will say that was super creepy. so creepy, but stupid funny. <laughs> stupid funny. Yeah. Just little things like that. Yeah. Um, which I thought they pl- they did such a good job of playing. Right. Um, and just doing these horror motifs that um, I think they, they took advantage of and made the most out of. Yeah. I really... Um... Wait a minute. Ducky and Bunny is uh Yeah, Keen Pell. Keen Pill, yeah. I had no idea. That just makes it so much better. Like even with Keanu Reeves being Duke Kaboom, who I felt like Duke Kaboom was such a great character. Mm-hmm. I la- like with the whole no one falls like Duke Kaboom. And so many of these characters uh the the connection of just failure, right? Yeah. Like Woody is always working hard to succeed, and uh, and now you have these different. You have that creepy uh, was it Annabelle, Gabby um, Gabby character who yeah Gabby Gabby yeah she uh she feels like a failure right um the the two stuffed animals tied together feel like a failure. Right. Woody's starting to feel like a fail failure because he can't help Forky. Yep. Understand. Um, well, he can't help, he's just he trying can't to help Bonnie. Yeah. Um, and you got Kaboom who feels like a failure and just all these people not necessarily overcoming their shortcomings, but overcoming, accepting them mm. and l- living, living okay with them. Right. Like they may have failed in a particular place, but that doesn't mean, they're not they're a failure is something that they that happened it's not who they are yeah um and so so that that was kind of a cool um little theme that went on what was the, um, and the i mean what was the um the character when bo peep um is like packing up she has the little cop the girl. little cop girl uh yeah is it what was her name Giggle McDimples. Yeah, that's it. And then they, um, okay, so they're they're sitting there talking, and the soldiers come up. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Soldiers. They're like, huh, 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 and the kids, the, one of the soldiers is like missing a hand. I think he's missing a hand. I do not remember. What is his name? Um, He like gets blown up in Toy Story 1. He's tied to a firework. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Carl. I mean... Something Carl. Combat Carl. Oh, com- Combat Carl. There we go. Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm tracking. So yeah. all the Combat Carls are and the, popping up? There. Yeah, and the one never gets a high five. <laughs> yeah, dude. Never gets noticed. I was like, oh, no, look at him. He's like sitting there just left him hanging. <laughs> He's so sad. He's so sad. Yeah. I that, that just... Uh, the It was so organic, it felt. Like, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel... You know, I just felt like you're actually watching. Because everybody's got that one friend. Right. Well, that, but also, every, I think everybody's also experienced that moment. Yeah. Everybody's been that one Yeah. Person. So you're like just sitting there and you just get left hanging. And he's just, he's just like, he like keeps like moving over in, in front of Woody trying to get him to see him. And then he, and mm-hmm. <laughs> he just gives up <laughs> and he's just like, huh, 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 huh. I don't know, man. That, I yeah. just really enjoyed um that part of it but i will say i will say that the part with the the dummies the dummy dolls running through the books chasing forky and woody when like their arms are flapping because there's nobody there to puppet yeah it was terrifying i was sitting there like oh my gosh this is creepy and now i'm scared like we left the theater and and my brother has this like doll that was gifted to him and he said the other day he went into the into the laundry room, which is outside of his house, and he leaves the doll in there because he's freaked out by it. But he said he went in there and he looked at the sh- he like went in, turned the line on, and it was looking right at him. So when he saw this, yeah, when he saw this, he was like, "I'm getting rid of that dang doll as soon as we get home," because That's it funny. was so terrifying. And I was like, "That was the- that was the moment where I was like." I don't know. Maybe I think Gracie would actually be kind of scared of this. And then I saw the the humor of it, you know, and how funny it was. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah. "Yeah, it should be okay." Yeah, I mean, all these all these kids' movies they they have scary moments, sure. you know, uh, somebody getting killed or close to getting killed, and us as adult adults don't always see them that right. way, but kids kids feel it. Um, so, and this was. It was just right at that line. Like it was scary, but the kids also realize it's a car sure. Um, you know who we haven't talked about this entire we've been recording for almost forty four minutes now. We haven't talked about Buzz at all. So this is one of the things I didn't like about the movie. Like, so they kind of develop Buzz. Um Woody puts him in charge of the gang, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's now the leader, and he's like, yeah, just listen to your inner voice. And you know, true to Buzz, he he doesn't. No one ever told him what an inner voice was, so he just uh, clicks his button, starts hitting his button, clicks his button, which is it was funny. That was funny that that was his inner voice because he would just kind of do whatever that that uh, button voice would do, always tell him out. to do. And uh, yeah, uh, it was always related. I wish like, that would be like in real life, you know, true. like you just hit your inner button <laughs> and it always works out, you know, yeah. like um, it, it never works that way. Yeah. Uh, it's like shaking that magic eight ball. Yeah. But uh, the one thing I didn't like was it's like when so, he shakes it in, in Toy Story 1. <laughs> it's, and then he tries to get a choose me. Yeah. Um, so. The, one one last cool thing I like about it was the fact that this was kind of Woody's swan like swan song. Like he's now realizing I need to retire, and in retirement I'm going to choose me over my friends for once. Yeah. Um, so that was sad. That was a sad moment. The thing I didn't like about it was they they worked on that Bo Peep relationship, um, but they just had they really brought to light like Buzz's relationship with Woody and made that stronger when he was forced to, to choose 
one over the other, it would have been a much more powerful moment. Well, I feel like they didn't u- they didn't utilize Buzz's character enough. No, because and also no, they, I feel like they didn't. He wasn't as strong. He was a, he was a prop. Yeah, you know, for that B store, right? Yep. Yeah, he, he just w- didn't. He just he was no longer main character. Yeah, like whereas in the other films, he was always the he was he's one of the driving forces. Yeah, he was there, and I felt I felt like. They kind of replaced him with Forky, and I understood. I understood it, but mm-hmm. I kind of wish they would have, uh, like, gave us a little bit more with even with even the entire gang. And and that's why that's why I didn't feel like this was as strong as Toy Story three. Gotcha. Um, because Toy Story three, they're facing that incinerator, and they all grab each other's hands. Like, this is a tight, tight group. Right. Um, and they will face everything together. And then Woody's facing it all alone, mm-hmm. like in this movie. Now, I mean, they do come like, together in the end and help him. Yeah, but it still but wasn't it was, enough. Like it was like I was like, oh, we're getting storyline wise, you know? Yeah, storyline wise, like they just didn't um like resubmit that relationship between the gang or at least Buzz. And just like Buzz, there wasn't a dependency of Buzz and Woody. Well, do you think they built like, off of the whole thing in the beginning when, um, I don't know the doll, what's the doll? Um, the main, uh, Bonnie's main toy? Because Andy was, um, Woody was Andy's main toy. So Andy, Woody was like the, yeah. the leader. Well, Bonnie's main toy was that plush was that yeah doll thing that little doll so yeah do you think they were using but, that to separate whereas andy was or woody i'm getting the mix up but, Woody was wasn't played they, with they, as much so he wasn't that as important as a character to tie the group all but together. it didn't to me it didn't speak to the team dynamic because the team still followed whatever woody said uh, yeah that's true like it was just all setting up you know woody you're kind of over the hill gotcha and he was, you know, he was okay with that. He just wanted to take care of Bonnie. But yeah, I just wish, like, I I'm I love how it ended. I just wish they would have had something to create a little more dependency of Buzz. Where Buzz, Buzz was very okay with Woody leaving. Not in like a mean way. But I wish it would have been more heartbreaking for Buzz. I, I kind of wish it was more heartbreaking breaking for the entire crew. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought it was I thought it, it was funny. It happened. It it felt it felt very much like a Toy Story thing when the crew actually got involved in trying to get them back on the RV or mm-hmm. in the RV. Yep. It very I, it it yeah. felt more of that way, almost as like in Toy Story one when they're going to Pizza Planet. It felt like that. Yeah. Or well, even no, even getting onto uh, the, the movie truck. truck. Yeah, they. It just felt yeah. like it just felt like they were back together as a group. Whereas, um, throughout the entire film, it was kind of like you said, Woody was on his own, mm-hmm. and and so mm-hmm. I think, you know, I I thought, I don't even know how to explain it. And you know, if this was the first movie that you saw of the Toy Story series it probably wouldn't bother you as much. Right. But because you have the history of that relationship of Wood, Woody and Buzz. Right. That, because I mean, uh, Woody's kind of been faced with this before in Toy Story 2. And Buzz was there for him. And it was not easy uh, for them to be separated. It made Buzz very angry. Right. L- listen to me. I'm... I am debating the politics of friendships between two imaginary toys in a cartoon movie. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Well, I mean, these these, but, these characters you, have been a part of our lives for years. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like they didn't service that relationship the way that they should have. I would agree. Um, I don't think I don't that, think it ruined the movie. Was, no, it didn't ruin the movie. It just wasn't. That's why I put Toy Story three above this. Gotcha. One. Because if you're if you're coming in with the baggage of nostalgia, right, you're gonna be a little disappointed on on that relationship right. with Woody and all the other toys. Like Slink, I mean, come on, Slink and 
you you didn't get much from Slink Ham or or uh, Mr. Potato Head. Well, you don't even see Mr. Potato Head like, until later on. Yeah, like it's just which you know, I I kind of get you know with some of the voice actors who've passed away, but um, you, yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, it would have been great to see them a little more. So comparing Toy Story three's ending. Just the endings, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4. Do you think this is a good enough ending to end to end the story? Frankly, I think it, it is good enough. Um, but I also feel like they kind of breathed a little more life into the the franchise. Not that I'm advocating for just keep on making the same old stuff again, right? But if they want to do Toy Story 5, they have a lot more possibilities now. Um, And I think think everyone will eventually face the same kind of decision that Woody did. And and that's very relatable. Sure. Um, And then... Everybody feels like trash, like Forky did, and then realizing, you know what, I do have value. Sure. So, so I think, I think for the franchise, no, it's it's definitely it's a good ending. Yeah, I mean, it's a I'd give it an A minus. Hmm. So it could have been just a smidge better, but I'm not complaining. What would you have done differently? I'm. I think I think I would have like I, said, I think I would have left it either. With, I think, like like you had said, with um, Buzz having a little more emotion. Yeah, a little stronger departure um, from his friends. I, I would agree. Or Slinky Dog, because Slinky yeah. Dog and, and Woody were so close. So close. And and I that's that was the other I, like you said about missing Slinky. I that that was the main character that I was like I was really looking forward to seeing him. And you get him help. You, yeah, you you get him for like the first two minutes of the film maybe yeah, that and that that was kind of a, a cool thing in toy story threes where woody's gang meets the other gang right. there at the preschool and you didn't have that here. right like there's two groups of people of of uh woody's gang and then Bo, kind of these lost toys yeah, Bo peeps gang um yeah like, these they forgotten get, they get to meet them but they don't meet them as a they never have a right. moment yeah. The moments at the end. They're just Yeah, they're just pulling off a heist. Right. Um so and then the departure it happened very quick which I kind of like that um It's like ripping the bandaid off. They were off. having a moment. Yeah, they ripped the bandaid yeah. off. It just the wound wasn't as bad as I felt like it should have been. Right. I think I I think I made it. I think my feels got me a little bit at the end cuz I realized what was when happening. They had- but once the bandaid was ripped off, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, uh, yeah." You kind of forgot yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I was. It was not like something that was like, "Man, I'm really gonna." I miss recovered this. too quickly. Yeah, I recovered too quickly yeah. from this heart heart wrenching moment. Except, like visually, when they had, like I told you earlier, like when they had that visual connection from that opening sequence where but Woody's hands are over the box yeah. as Bo Peep leaves yeah. and his hands are over the ledge as he's getting ready to leave Bo Peep. Um, like, yeah, that right there in that moment, you're like, oh, gosh, man, this guy's faced with another horrible decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and he tries and, to make the decision, uh, you know, the same decision that he made in the past. Yeah. Um, but it was just, and it was great that Woody or Buzz was there to encourage him. Right. But it's like Buzz was like, "Yeah, all right, man. Okay, bye." Didn't he say, "Go with your inner voice" or something? Didn't he tell him? Didn't uh, he respond the same way Woody responded to him? I think something similar. And he told, but I re- the one line that I remembered was, "She's going to be okay." Mm. And Woody thought talking about uh, Buzz Bo Peep, and he was talking Bonnie. about Bonnie, right? And yeah. I mean, I did. I guess I did I leave mean, it hanging because you could literally go all kinds of different ways oh, with this now with the franchise. I mean, you could focus on Bo Peep and Woody as lost toys. I mean, they could. 
they could travel with that carnival. Right. And that could be their job is to rescue lost toys from the carnival. Yeah. Or Um, help toys become found. I do. And talk about uh, fostering, right? Mm -hmm. Like that could be their job is this uh, toy fostering duo. (laughs) Um, I could see how that would resonate with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a cool concept. Nobody likes to be misplaced. Um, so let's, yeah, no, let's was, talk about Gabby. Gabby, Gabby was f- f- creepy. And then once you find yeah. out like at like that, that moment when she's denied, even though her, like she thought everything that she needed was in that voice box and she finally gets mm-hmm. what she's been wanting for so long and she still gets denied. Yeah. That's, and I think that's a good message for, everyone to hear and especially little girls and i don't know if that's right or wrong but just the concept of look you can be in perfect condition and people will still chuck you in the trash right right because it's it's not perfection it isn't isn't the answer to all of life's problems uh relationships aren't built on the feeling of being perfect perfect right um they're they're deeper than that um and yeah i mean it was it was a sad moment for her um but you know characters were there to help pick her up even though she didn't deserve Mm -hmm. it so it was a good story of redemption too for that character Uh, but yeah she was creepy as i'll get out it was it was it was it really showed the true character of woody like no like this person just took something that was such a big part of him and oh, and he gave and it he up gave too. It to her. And then even when he, he was just like, just take it. And he still yeah. helped her it, after. And the heart, yeah, the heart of Woody is, is is a big thing. You know, I feel I feel like um, for the last the last in this the last whatever years it's been what fourteen years since Toy Story one. Yeah. Oh no, it's been longer than that, dude. It's been over twenty years. I think it came out yeah. in either ninety four or ninety six. Has it been that long? Look up Toy Story. Yeah, it has, dude. Ninety five. Ninety five. Right in the middle. Ninety five. So. So it's so, been almost twenty. It's twenty four years. Yeah. So twenty four years. I feel like this is the year. This film right here showed Woody probably he was. He was anxious, like he was the anxious Woody. But once he got to mm-hmm. this point, he he didn't become anxious anymore. Like yeah. he became a little more like we had a he was at peace because he was no longer worrying about pleasing Andy. Um other uh Andy by the end or just whoever his kid right. was by right. the end. He he then found he then found purpose in uh, helping the other toys. Right. That was, man, that was, that was really cool. I, I feel, I feel, I won't, I don't think any Toy Story is better than the last. Like, I don't think they all have their own pieces that mm-hmm. each of them don't have. I feel like yeah. Toy Story 4 was, was fantastic. I and mean, I feel, I, I, I would agree that it, it lacked in some areas where others were stronger, but it's still at the end of the day, we got another Toy Story film that was fantastic. That was deserving of the name, right. and because we could be, we could be building not, a Jurassic World, you know, creating these terrible films that, you know, yeah, it's it's it. it well, if you look at like the franchises these 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 days, like with Terminator, how many more movies are Godzilla? How many are they going to keep doing before they realize that these things aren't actually good? Uh, when. People quit buying money, quit buying tickets. Golly, I don't know anybody um, but no, that I you're, talk you're to that's right. like, so, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go see, I'm gonna go see this movie. You go Godzilla for the, you know, the 17th made Godzilla. You know, I like for me, I'm like, there's been talks of them making the Back to the Future, another Back to the Future. They're gonna. I feel like they're yeah. gonna kill that franchise, and I feel like we should be thankful that Toy Story, like Pixar, didn't. Disney didn't ruin this. So, right. So, so here's the thing. 
we only like the franchises that nail it. Well, well, right. Well, yeah. Right. Right. Like you just, you mentioned Lord of the Rings, like uh, the Hobbit. I, uh, I think the world would have been fine without the Hobbit. Well, it was the shortest book of all of them. And they turned it into three movies or four movies. Three. Was it four? Three? I, I okay. I'm not going to go in they, that conversation because we'll end up taking an hour. My point, my, point, my point is, is that it is nearly impossible to keep the quality of a franchise at the caliber that Toy Story is over the longevity. The, the longer it's been around, the usually the lower the quality. Sure. Um, but Toy Story doesn't do that. And that's what makes it great is because any one individual of those movies is fantastic by itself. But then in the big picture, it's even better. Um, Cause I can't think of, I can't think of a trilogy or just any, like any movie that does it that well. I mean, Star Wars has its blemishes, Indiana Jones. Don't get me started on uh, the you Crystal don't Skull. get me started on Crystal Skull. Okay, right. Crystal Skull was a great film. I don't like, want to hear it. Uh, like the, all these franchises have divisive movies. Nobody's going to sit here and be like, "Man, Toy Story Two was not necessary. Toy Story Three was better than Toy Story One." Or like people, like people just love. They're just lovable movies that. And here's the thing, Pixar wouldn't do it unless they knew they had the script. And that's kind of the thing with these sequels. Mm-hmm. We're only going to be upset that they made them if they're bad. Yeah. And we're not going to know that they're bad until they've been made. Sure. You going to go see the new Indiana Jones when it so. comes out? <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. I want to judge that by the trailer. <laughs> All right. Um, on a scale of zero to 10, what would you rate Toy Story 4? I'm going to give it, can we, can we do tenths? Um, but it's a, it's a nine. It's definitely a nine. Not any less. I would say a 9.5. Okay. I had, I was going to say 9.5. I was trying to stick to whole yeah, numbers. I had, I had so much fun watching this movie and, uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed the fact that I didn't feel like I was watching an animation. Yeah, uh, or the fact that you felt like they're just cashing off of their name. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, yeah, it felt uh, good. And I also felt I was I enjoyed the fact that they left any kind of political argument out of it. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. there. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. there, but they did a great job of you not uh, calling it out. You don't have to read into yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't have yeah. to read into it. Whereas like in Incredibles 2 or even even Aladdin, which we you need to see. I'm going to remind you again so that we can talk about it. But even in there, like those those two films, it was so evident. And I'm actually kind of nervous about The Lion King. I don't think you can do anything in The Lion King to make you feel that way. But if they somehow pull it in, or push it in there, I will be frustrated. Well, I mean, yeah, well, we'll talk about Lion King when it comes out, but it's a solid director. Um, And and, great actors, too. And Lion King's, yeah, and Lion King's already got, you know, certain certain things to talk about, right? Um, You know, just, you know, the lion being the king of the jungle and the, the... line of demarcation between at least I'm going off the cartoon, obviously between the hyenas and everyone else. Um, yeah, I mean, they could pull some stuff, sure. but I don't think they will. I think it's just going to, just going to be a solid, solid, good yeah. movie. So looking forward to it. So one last question for you. If they were to do, um, uh, turn another Disney cartoon movie into live animation, what do you recommend? Another cartoon movie into another live action which really lion king is not live action it's animation yeah. but i thought <laughs> yeah just well i mean we're getting mulan okay we're getting mulan all right um let me think here 
so I was on a long bus ride this past week, With and all those kids. they put in Lilo, Lilo and no, Stitch. No, dude, have you? And I said, have you seen artwork for a live action or even just a, a creepy animation of Lilo and Stitch? It's terrifying. That movie would be so good as a Disney live action movie. You have the setting of Hawaii as your backdrop. Mm. And I I think I think it would be a really fun ride. Mm. And I mean, you get Vin Diesel to voice it and he's like, Ohana means family. I think mm. <laughs> I mean he's got that family family thing down from Fast and Furious. I'm just saying. I would say um Man, because we've already gotten some of the great ones already. Right. That well, I'm saying like for me, Aladdin. I haven't seen Aladdin, but it just wasn't. It there's no way it was going to translate as well as the cartoon. Right. So, and I and I could easily be wrong. I'll have to see it, and we can talk about it then. But just watching that Disney movie, I was like, this one would be a good one to to turn it like. You could breathe new life into uh, a movie that was good. Yeah. You know? What about um? What about the rescuers? I would. The rescuers could. Be I think fun. that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, if they made it look like Toy Story, uh, if it looked like obviously was, not toy characters, but you know the entire cinematic feel of that animation style. He was, did I think that character talked to the animal? So I think you'd have to kind of navigate, like, what would, would that be? Look almost like? like a Stuart Little, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I don't know if that would do that well, or in my Lady opinion. and the Tramp. Well, Lady and the Tramp could be kind of fun. I mean, you've got all these dog movies coming out, you know, pet, uh, the life of pets and and stuff like that. I feel like that's a good. To be honest, to be honest, I don't want them to. I don't be want. <laughs> I don't want them to go back and recreate any of these movies because they're so good. I, I, um, yeah, you know, in twenty years when they do the the live animation of Zootopia, I'm oh gonna be God. there. That will be dope. What movie do you hope? I'm just saying. What What movie do you hope they do not bring back as a franchise? Like, leave it alone. It doesn't have to be a Disney movie. It could be any movie. Yeah, okay. Just any just, movie. Uh, let's, let's, quit, let's quit doing Transformers. Mm. Do you um, think they're ever going to stop? Do you think Michael Bay will ever stop blowing crap up? I don't, I don't want him to stop blowing crap up. Or how about all up. of his Dutch angles? I just, I, just want him to, I just want him to stop making Transformers. <laughs> and... I'm not gonna lie. And I have I have I all of the Transformer with, movies. Just saying. You know that blows my mind that you care so much about Transformers, but I can't get you to watch a stinking Marvel movie. I've watched so many of the um, Marvel movies. I just can't get over the 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 ninety or uh, whatever and, uh, 180 and, minutes of straight up fighting Ninja Turtles. With no stories, I, no I story know. development whatsoever. We're just gonna fight the entire, entire two hours. It's because you didn't watch all the I, other. I, ones. I know that's what I'm saying. Um, like, there's it's just too much. What were the the franchise bust recently that were out? Um, Star Wars. Um, it's <laughs> uh, Star Wars still going strong. Uh, yeah, but I mean, pissed a lot of people off with that. With those, with the last one. With freaking zombie Princess Leia, just let her die. It was great. Yeah, they, they should have definitely let, let her, her die. die. I I would say, um, if you're gonna do a movie, leave it alone. If they're gonna try and do a movie of it, just leave it alone. Would my number one would be Back to the Future? I yeah. will say I would be totally uh, fine with them recreating the Explorers. Do you remember that movie from the eighties? Um, a sci-fi film ye, vaguely yeah i would vaguely. be cool with them remaking that and i would be cool with them remaking last starfighter oh x-men quit making x-men, x-men was movies. terrible 
I think they aren't they quit making X Men. Are they making more? Um, I don't think they're going to touch it for a while, uh, just because Marvel already has so much planned. Mm-hmm. Um, well, didn't they pull a lot of their shows but, too? Didn't they? Um, no, 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 I'm, I'm saying X- Marvel. Well, Mar- Netflix canceled the Marvel TV Is that shows because of which makes Disney's Disney's doing. Yeah, what yeah. is that? Now, that so Netflix was just the distributor. So technically, I think they could take those TV shows to a different distributor. Well, I could be wrong. They they have their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but what I'm saying is, like, the the creative people of those uh, TV shows can take their TV show to somewhere else. So, like, we could still get the revival of those TV shows as they were. Hopefully not Iron Fist. But, um, yeah. So, quit making X-Men movies. Um, Fully. Stop making them. They're terrible. uh, Put your effort into the podcast. The, the, what is it? The, Oh yeah, what was man. the podcast that they just did with um oh, Wolverine? With the Wolverine, they had the Long yeah. Night, and then I think they came out with they're a new coming one. out a new one. It's not done yet. I don't think. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's let's all all of these companies need to set aside, you know, at least thirty percent for original content, like the big the big ones, right? Let's do some original. Did, did content. you hear? And did you hear? And when, I, and when I say original, I'm not saying uh, what what was uh, the Lady Gaga movie, um, um, and uh, Bradley Cooper, Stars Born. Yeah, Stars Born. That is the it's like the fourth or fifth a Stars Born. I think creatives are getting lazy. Now. It's a. It's like come on, you know. I realize there's probably no new story under the sun, but find a new way to tell the same sure. story. Like I'm kind of interested to see this um, yesterday, um, where the guy wakes up and nobody's heard of the Beatles, so he starts singing the Beatles songs. I don't know if you've I seen, seen that uh, I've seen trailer. The for I haven't seen the trailer. I've seen the like little. Uh, it looks fun. Um, Brightburn. If you're into horror movies, it's kind of the concept of what if Superman was bullied in middle school and turned out to be bad instead of good. Um, and so that seems super interesting. Um, you know, like, yeah, you can use different, different vehicles to tell these stories. I don't need men in black 23, right? I don't, I don't even need 23 jump street. All right. But we'll get it. We'll get it. Can I, all right. One last one. Please stop making jungle book movies. Mm -hmm. So, I agree. Here's the here's the deal with that one. Cuz that's a very valid thing. Jungle Book um the novel is in public domain. Disney does not own rights to the concept of Jungle Book. I understand. But please stop it. So, <laughs> yeah, so and then the um Andy Circus who has brought us a lot of great characters that nobody knows about because he's the motion capture right. king, right? Schmiegel. He's been probably, he's been, yeah, Gollum. Uh, he's been apes. probably in every Planet of the Apes. Yeah, another franchise let's quit doing. Um, like uh, the last the last couple of Star Wars, he's Snoke. Um, every once in a while you get to see him as a real person in the Avengers uh, Black Panther. Uh, he was in there. Um, and he was in another Avengers movie uh, or Marvel movie, and then as the same character, and then he was in, uh, what was the Dueling Magician Christopher Nolan one? No idea. Um, with, I mean, uh, gosh, I can't think of it. But anyways, so he's a great actor, great actor. So he did that one that came out on Netflix. They actually shot it first, but they did. I think motion capture and then John Farber. Um, I think that's how you say his last name. I'm never confident. Um, then went and did his Disney's jungle book, 
his, he started filming his later, but because of the techniques he was using, it was easier to get done quicker. And they got theirs to the theater yeah. first. So it was, I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks, but that just was, I mean, studios do that crap all the time where Dante's Peak and then Volcano, right? Like Dante's, there's two Volcano movies. Dante's Peak was out, a great movie. Though. Come out at the center. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like one of them's always great. And the other one's always like, uh, why did they do this? But they studios do that all the time. They get wind that one studio is doing a type of movie, and then the other studio's like, "Crap, we should do a movie just like that." Um, so mm-hmm. you're you're going to get that. But well, let's wrap this up. We've been talking for an hour and fifteen minutes. I think we should. Yeah, let them I'm know what we're going to talk about next year. Um, next year. All right, John Wick four. I will say I'm pretty tired of those movies too, but you know, it is what it is. I, I think the third one was third. third they don't, one they don't want to, it's not attractive to me, you know, like I'm not like, Oh my gosh, I got to go see this. I think he, the first one I was really Keanu good. Reeves. Um, he's in that, right? Yeah. I think he yeah. was probably best in that baseball film and in the matrix. And then he kind of just flopped. For me, what was the base? Um, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know the baseball one. Nope, not I the slightest. Figured out the name and send it to you sometime. He, you, I, I'll, I can send you some some good Keanu Reeves movies. I just recently watched one. Well, let's not let's um, not forget Keanu uh, Reeves was in Toy Story Four, but okay. he was. But uh, this Asian, um driven movie um uh always be my maybe or something like that and he plays keanu reeves he plays himself in there he plays himself and i mean they amp it up but it's pretty funny because he's in on the joke and it's it's pretty good so all right Um, well i think i think we need to figure out what our next movie is going to be we've got time before our next big film that's coming out which i would probably say is yeah, and nobody's expecting us to put this well, out I weekly. Think I, 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 for me, I'd like to do weekly. I, I want, want all I sixty want of the I people do. who are not going to listen to this thing have an option to ignore. Yeah, to like, reject. Let's it. let's not let's not not show up in their timeline. You know, if if yeah. if, if they want to listen to it, awesome. One, I just like I like having records. So, you know, when I'm like eighty. Ooh, Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, I guess I'll go see it if that's what you want to see. But I mean, you know, I mean, when I'm Jake 90 years Gyllenhaal. old, I want to be able to tell my, you know, my grandkids if I ever have kids one day. But, you know, my grandkids, hey, you know, like Poppy here was, was on a podcast one time. And they're not going to know what a podcast is because they're probably not going to exist when they're, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, whatever. I'd like to show them, you know, pull it out on the record and, you know. Here's 52 mm-hmm. weeks of Patrick right. and... Uncle Eric talking about nonsense. So uh, we have Lion King July 19th. What about Highwaymen? The Highwaymen. Yeah, that's that next week? This, good. this film was so great. Shailen and I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, it was so good. We'll cut that from the podcast. Mm-hmm. We can talk okay. about that one next. Man, I got so many movies on here I need to watch. Yeah. 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 I'd say you're not even seeing what I'm looking at. I well, no, but I would say there's a lot of films Snatch. that I want to watch. The boy who harassed the wind, the, harnessed. <laughs> the boy who harassed. The I'm wind. so tired right now. <laughs> it's like wind, yeah. get out of here. Get out of here. You just blowing Anyways, smoke up my butt. Get out of here. Uh yeah. All right. Anyways, let's uh, let's finish this. I want to go to bed. Um all right, so we're doing the highway. The highwayman. <clears throat> all right, everyone. Hey, thank you for spending some time with us to talk about Toy Story 4. Next week, uh, we're gonna be talking about the Highwaymen. It is on Netflix, uh, featuring 
Kevin Costner and that guy from that guy Cheers. From White Man, I think White his name jump. is Woody. White Man Can't Jump. Uh, the one dude who died in No Country for Old Men. And I think he did some billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. Um, is that right? Good question. I don't remember. That was what's that and movie speaking last year. Of, so I don't remember. And speaking of uh, of remakes, our continuing franchise, Zombieland 2. I'm actually looking forward to that. Anyone? Huh? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. So... It's a. It's probably going to be a great movie, but we will let you know. Yeah, make week. sure you head over to Facebook, That One Movie Podcast, uh, and also check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to this on Spotify, we're on I, Apple iTunes. If you listen to me, uh, listen to us on Apple iTunes. Listen to us on Spotify or Google Play. If you have an Android, which you shouldn't have an Android, because unless you want to take really good pictures with the Google Pixel. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks for listening to us banter and talk nonsense for the last hour. We hope you enjoyed your stay. If you guys have some movies out there that you're not quite certain that you want to spend your time watching on Netflix or on Redbox, let us know. We'll watch them and tell you whether or not you should devote your time to it. We'll do that too, I guess.